Welcome to Marketing and the Sales Guy, a show where a sales guy attempts to show how smart he is by sharing and discussing marketing ideas with real smart people in B2B marketing. Hi everyone, on the podcast today, I have Kath Brands, Chief Marketing and Innovation Officer at Flint Fox. Welcome Kath, thanks very much for being on the pod today. Hey, no worries. Lovely to be here. Thanks for having me. No, oh, great to have you on. Listen, Kath, before we get started, uh, can you tell us briefly about some of your past marketing roles and, and then tell us a little bit about what Flint Fox does and what your role is, is there? Yeah, of course. So I think the best way to describe myself is in the format of data, which is not a typical way that a CMO would describe anything. But If I really break down the numbers, I've been 21 years a marketer. I've worked for 11 Fortune 500 brands from the days of Coca-Cola to Pepsi to Jim Beam, Absolute Vodka, the famous grouse in the hard liquor space, and then most recently Amazon and Microsoft before I joined Flint Fox. I've done 14 global product launches, everything from rebranding Diet Coke to make it more relevant to a new, new generation of consumer. I was very lucky to be one of the founding team members of Amazon Go. So the stores with no checkouts, which was a pretty amazing thing to be part of, reinventing what retail is like. And then from a tech perspective, I was the person who launched the Microsoft Cloud for retail with a big army of people behind me, obviously. But that was really a really interesting point in time where Microsoft transitioned from selling products to selling solutions aligned to industries. And so the Cloud for Retail was an incredible piece of work to be part of bringing together a company that's so siloed into product swim lanes that made a lot of made more sense for it from a customer perspective. I've spent the last 10 years in the tech industry. I've lived in six different countries. I have one dog, two children, and one husband. And yeah, and now I call Australia home uh, for now. And I am the Chief Innovation and Marketing Officer at Flint Fox and Flint Fox is an intelligent pricing platform, a Kiwi-born company, but we service the world in terms of what our pricing platform has to offer. That's brilliant, Kath. And uh, I can't really pigeonhole you in terms of roles, can I? You've had such a diverse number of roles and and wonderful brands. Just as a side note, I think it's interesting that you introduce your dog before your husband. I thought that was a a classy (laughs) thing. But... uh, Listen, no, it's fantastic. Um, listen, so today we're going to talk about pricing and specifically pricing platforms. But it sounds like a stupid question. We all talk about pricing, but what, why is it important? I think that is a great question. And I think it's a great question for two reasons. Like, Why is pricing important? Pricing is important for two reasons. Number one, it is the number one driver of purchase conversion for a customer, right? The price, if that feels good to you, then you're going to purchase. But in the back end, behind the scenes for an organization, price is the number one driver of profit and margins. And so I think with all the disruption that we're feeling in the world right now, and we're all living this lovely normal life um, before 2020 came along and COVID, and then we had supply chain disruptions, and then All of a sudden, life was back on track, but then inflation kicked in. We've got recessions in some countries, recessions looming in other countries. And so now more than ever, pricing is a hot topic because the consumers are feeling the pinch of price. 
but also organizations really need to get their house in order in order to be really on the pulse of trying to understand what their margin levels are, what their profitability levels are, because people continue, have to continue to grow their businesses. And if you don't have the right tools in place to be able to keep track of and to manage your margins, then it's a really hard place to be. So pricing right now is top of mind for so many companies across the globe. And at Flint Fox, as an intelligent pricing platform, we are really focused on helping organization execute their pricing with speed and precision so that every time they sell to a B2B customer or every time they sell onto the consumer, they always make sure that they're hitting their KPIs there, especially around margins, so that they continue to grow and prosper even when times are really tough like they are right now. So this sounds like it maybe suited for some companies or industries but not all is that right so who is this kind of most relevant for yeah so it's a it's another great question I think the first thing you need to do is you really need to sort of break down their pricing lamp and there's all sorts of different types of pricing software and there's also lots of different types of pricing consultancies and pricing software at the back end as well so if I break it down into four key modules right you have pricing which you can almost argue is POS so the pricing at the till the pricing at the shelf level that's executed in front of a consumer that is one bucket of pricing and pricing technology and then if you think about the strategic thinking around pricing then you have some pretty incredible management consulting companies who are 100% focused just helping you understand as an organization what your pricing strategy should be, what your margin KPIs should be. That's one bucket. Then you have another bucket, which is called price optimization and dynamic pricing. This is tools that are used using machine learning, AI. They scrape the web. They understand what the price elasticity is, what other people are selling their products to. And it comes up with a recommendation as to where you should sell your price at, what the right pricing is for that point in time. But then where the rubber really hits the road, which is once you've figured out the strategy, once you've figured what price you want to sell your product at, and you've worked out that it's competitive, it comes to the point of price execution. So ensuring that every time you sell a product, it sells hitting those KPIs that we talked about earlier. And that's what we're really focused on at Flint Fox. And so you're right, we're not right for everybody. We're not necessarily right for a retailer who has a really linear supply chain. They buy from a manufacturer, they do their margin markup. It could be the same on every single product. They know how far they need to go in terms of dipping down for sales and they sell direct to the customer. Where we really find a lot of benefits is for organizations in the wholesale distribution space, when you've got a three-way uh, touch point in the supply chain. So you've got a manufacturer who sells to a wholesaler, distributor who then sells onto another company. We really help a lot of consumer goods organizations as well. And for consumer goods organizations, it's about the sheer amount of volume and data that they have behind pricing to sell onto all the different companies, whether it be a wholesaler, distributor, or it could be to the end retailer as well. We do a lot of work with manufacturers. Again, the manufacturer has to sell to someone who has to sell to somebody. 
And there's a lot of rebates, there's a lot of claims and deductions that flies back and forth between a manufacturer and a wholesale distributor and also to a brand. And then lastly, we also do a lot of work with B2B retail organizations and B2B marketplaces or B2C marketplaces as well. So basically anywhere where there's a double touch in the supply chain of a price that needs to be passed on to somebody else, whenever there could be a claim or a deduction or whenever there's just so much pricing data that needs to be executed. So updating pricing catalogs at speed, that's what we're really focused on solving for our customers. That's great. That uh, kind of explains that really well. Just in terms of assessing the success of, of the kind of pricing platforms that you offer, is it simply a case of looking at you know, your, my profits have increased? Or is, is there a way for industries to look at how pricing platforms are performed? Yeah, look, I think the number one starting point that often happens and where we often find a lot of customers is a couple of sort of key pain points. Number one pain point is manual error-prone spreadsheets where they have got people, and we did a study with Forrester recently, and we discovered that on average, organizations are spending 72 hours a day on manual pricing practices. And that's exactly it. And putting pricing data into spreadsheets and we all know what happens when that spreadsheet brings out that error message and how annoying it is and how much time and effort it takes to try and fix that. So it's how do you almost um, streamline or digitize to some degree Excel, Excel um, spreadsheets that, you, that is driving your organization's pricing. The second is that people just really start to figure out that money seems to be disappearing into a black hole just because of bad processes. And this is often the case with things like rebates, claims, and deductions, right? We estimate that on average, it's about a $140 million black hole happens with rebates every single year in just North America. And that's because there is errors that happen between suppliers and sellers when it comes to how much rebates owe, what is the claim, what is the deduction. It's that manual processing when you start processing promos and deals that you have between buyers and sellers. And then the last piece really is comes down to speed and that need for speed, right? And so what often happens is, and I'll give you an example of one of our manufacturers, they sell over 1.6 million products and they have something like 50,000 customers on their database. And what they really struggle with is with so much change in their supply chain, with so much change in their cost of goods, they didn't have the ability to update their pricing catalog as quickly as they needed to, which meant they were missing out on money. And they knew that there had to be a digital fix for this. And the Flint Fox pricing engine is exactly what that does. So they have now moved from taking five days to update their catalog to be able to do it in less than a couple of minutes to update over a million SKUs and pass it back on so that every time they execute a new pricing catalog, they know that they're going to be getting the right price for the products they're on selling to customers. Great. Fantastic example as well. I was going to ask you if there was an example you could share. That's brilliant. And it's just, I'm guessing here, and I could be completely wrong, obviously pricing data and pricing is a pretty sensitive issue for most companies. Um, how do you handle the security of that? Is there an issue around security? No, absolutely not, because our customers own all their own data, right? So we have native integrations into the ERP systems in order to help customers read what they do. So they own the data. We don't own their pricing data. We just provide them with the infrastructure 
around to be able to reconcile and and deal with your data the way that they need to. We're built on Microsoft Azure or Azure, depending on where you are, what you want to call it, and the most secure platform basically on this planet. Data security and pricing security is absolutely at our at the front of our mind every single day, but we circumvent that by ensuring that the customer owns their data. The other thing I was going to dig into was that I imagine complexity is something that you're able to solve, but just in using multiple channels, I imagine that is a challenge for a lot of companies as channels are multiplying these days in terms of marketing and delivering and connecting with consumers. How do you or how does how the pricing platforms handle multiple channels? Is that something that's easily uh, managed or, or are there some specific challenges there? Omnichannel pricing, right? It's a big topic and it's become almost a must-have for every organisation. And even from a B2B perspective, we work with so many companies who haven't been able to have a website to be able to process their orders because they haven't had the, they don't have the ability to be able to price in different channels. I'll give you a really good example of omni-channel pricing and the situation that one of our customers was in. So they're a massive landscape gardening supply organization in the US. They have over 650 bricks and mortar stores. And when COVID struck, all of a sudden, their stores had to shut. And so therefore, the landscape gardeners and consumers couldn't rock up to the doors of their store to buy all the supplies that they needed. Now, curbside pickup was obviously the next evolution of all of this, but these guys didn't even have a website platform to be able to sell to customers, to be able to deliver upon this promise of curbside pickup. And the reason why they couldn't stand up a website in their environment is because they had over, I think it was 35,000 different customers and all those different 35,000 customers had a different set of pricing requirements as well, or pricing set of rules that they'd set up against their account. And there's volume discounts, there's uh, shipping discounts, there's pickup discounts, there's all these different things. And every single customer had a different pricing makeup. And I'm sure this is not unusual to lots of organizations. But because of our Flint Fox pricing engine and our omni-channel um, pricing ability, what we were able to do is because everything in the way that we set it up is based on a trade agreement. Once all the details of those customers were uploaded into a trade agreement, a customer could log in with their own personal ID and their pricing would instantly load. So it solved for two problems, right? Right there and there on the spot, the customer knew exactly what they were paying because all their discounts and deductions and promos was uploaded on the spot. But in the back end for our customer, they didn't have to manually go through and then offer rebates and discounts after the fact of a purchase. So that's exactly what our pricing platform allows you to do from an omnichannel perspective, which is... Everything is linked back to a trade agreement with the deal that you have in place with that particular customer. You can set rules such as you might be a retailer who wants to discount products between one o'clock and two o'clock in the afternoon, and you can set some parameters around that. And so the pricing will automatically change inside of your systems to be able to sell at that particular price or that particular time. Or you might find that you want to distribute the pricing differently depending where you are. So the elasticity that you can sell somebody in New York might be very different to what you sell with somebody in the UK or in Australia or wherever it may be. 
And so omnichannel is really about having that flexibility to price how you want to and be able to create a set of rules that you can just sit and forget. And that way you're always going to reach your margin targets. And at the same time, the customer gets delivered the price that they want to pay, that they know they have to pay right there and then on the spot, which allows them to plan and purchase with ease. Oh, great. Great example there as well, Kath. Thanks for sharing that. So you mentioned rebates in there and you mentioned it as a kind of challenge or something to avoid, but obviously there are some benefits of rebate programs. Can you spell out what those benefits are and maybe what some of the key challenges are and and maybe how pricing platforms meet those challenges? Rebates is one of those things, right? You can't live with them and you can't live without them. And rebates, claims, deductions, they're not going away. Now, I think the reality is is that in every single industry, they're called something slightly different. And also in every single industry, there's a different set of rules and regulations in terms of how you set up rebates. And rebates, there are buy-side rebates and there are sell-side rebates, right? So you are buying, you get a rebate, you are selling, and you need to pay a rebate. And the, the number one pain point that we run into is because of the complexity, because there are so many rebates flying around inside an agreement, that the ability to streamline this process not only ensures that you reduce the errors and that you pay on time or that you get paid on time for the rebates that you're owed, one of the number one issues that so many of our customers found is that there was just so many deductions that were happening between the customers that they were just basically letting money slip between the cracks. So they weren't invoicing for rebate payments and therefore they were missing out on money. And and the same thing happens on the other side of the fence. People were claiming more than they were actually owed. And a really great example of this is we work with a company in the UK called The Very Group. And The Very Group is the second largest online retailer in the UK after Amazon. And the very group are marketplace. And so really what they do is they sell a bunch of aggregated brands and they have a lot of supplier agreements in place where they buy from brands and then they on-sell to their consumers. And they found that um, they were having a lot of issues with money slipping between the cracks when it came to rebate management. And so they implemented Flint Fox's uh, rebate management module. And they found that within the first year of being live with Flint Fox, they saved four million pounds and reclaimed rebates. And that has continued to be a theme for them ever since they've been live with us. And I think they're one of our longest standing customers now. And to them, it was as simple as being able to match invoices and match the data against the supplier and make sure that they were claiming rebates on time and at the right amount, it just stopped that money slipping between the cracks or the pounds slipping between the cracks. And that's exactly what the what our rebate management platform is designed to do. What we really want to do is we want to take the manual load out of it because manual e- equals errors in many cases. And also by streamlining that, it means people can be more focused on high-end tasks, which is working harder with their suppliers to get better deals that they can then pass on to the customers, which is in turn going to sell more. And everybody's happening in the happy cycle of buying and selling. No, absolutely. Just digging into that a little bit more, how do you determine the rebate amount and the structure of that? Do you get involved in that at all with your customers? No, we don't. That's not what we're there to do. We're basically there to help them execute. So once they you know, have figured out what they want there, and typically this is what happens with their suppliers. This is 
where the negotiations happens in terms of the amount of rebates. And rebates can be anything from promos, from on-shelf deductions, from volume discounts, all those different kinds of rebates that there are. That's not something that we inform, it's something that we execute upon. Okay. But do you get involved in kind of tracking and managing all these claims and, and ensuring timely payment? Not so much the timely payment, because we can't force someone to pay anybody anything, but the tracking, absolutely. So at any point in time, you can you know, see exactly what you're owed, exactly what's outstanding, exactly who's paid and exactly who hasn't paid. As long as all the information and the trade agreements that you have loaded is up to date, then absolutely we can let you know where you stand and what's outstanding and what's and what you've got coming in. It sounds like an incredibly complex procedure. And I imagine on the customer's end, there's a lot of data that needs to be entered into the system. To what extent can you optimize and improve on these programs over time? Or once the, the customer has this program, that's it's pretty much fixed. Are you able to help them with optimizing the program? In, in terms of optimizing the program, do you mean optimizing the pricing program or optimizing how they use FlintFox inside of their organization? You know, just the whole rebate programs and, and able to help them kind of change over time. Ah, oh, exactly. That's the whole, that's the reason why we exist, right? It, it really is to help streamline and automate that process as much as possible. And so much of it is just around bringing all your data to one of the things we learned from so many of our customers is that Pricing data is siloed. To be fair, I think every organization can say that they have an issue with siloed data that doesn't speak to each other. And that's really the first trick when you work with us is what we try to do is we work with our customers to make sure that all their pricing information is stemming off a single source of truth. And once you have everything living off a single source of truth, that's when the magic really hits the road. And that's where you can start to do quicker rebates or automating rebates, claims, deductions, omnichannel pricing. When everything is centralized in a happy little pricing house, then that's where the magic of a pricing platform really starts to bring to life its benefits inside of an organization. You mentioned at the outset uh, margins. Um... How does all this fit in with margin management and you know, kind of how would you define margin management and how does all that fit in with the, the kind of pricing and rebate discussion we've just had? Absolutely. It's a great question. So the reason why margins are so important to any business is because every single SKU, every single product that you sell really and you sell and you buy really it, it has a margin threshold associated and margin is what really drives bottom line in terms of performance right if you miss your margin targets then it's highly likely that you're going to miss your profit targets as well and so really the big thing around margin management is about visibility and it's that left to right visibility to be able to look at any point in time any day in the month whatever it may be, you can basically have access and have that visibility to say, hey, margins are good here, margins are down here. Our overall margin level is slightly down. But if we play with this and this and add some further deductions around this price or up the price on this one, then we're going to be able to manage our margins a lot better. Now, and this to me is what is the is so important. And it goes back to what I just said earlier around Having all your data and your pricing data in one happy house gives you the ability to then execute, whether it's updating catalogs, whether it's executing on rebates, claims, deductions, whether it's making sure that the omni-channel strategy is executing. Once you have all of this data in a happy place, 
once you've been able to execute all the different levers that you have to sell your product and to execute around your product, then having that visibility from your margin then means your pricing people are really empowered to start playing with margins up and down to figure out what's optimal for you so that you could be weak to in a month and go, oh, we're down by 10% that you can pull a particular lever on a particular product, increase its price, decrease its price and still hit your margin threshold, which is going to overall bring up your margins. And so that's why it's really important for an organization. Yeah, no, totally understandable. And listen, something just on margins, something that's always fascinated me or always questioned is you can have the best kind of pricing strategy in the world and kind of manage margins. But that period of the year, the sales season, I've always wondered, how do you maximize margins during what is a sales season when everything is on sale? I think that's a great question. And it's something as a self-confessed shopaholic I often think about right like how do they get to this price and when is it going to get cheaper and how are all these things going to work and I think it comes down to two things I think it's called planning and visibility right so planning is having the right tools in place where you can play around with your elasticity so you can play around with your margins before you go into that sales season and then once you have that daily hourly minute sort of visibility on how your sales performance is going then once you have that visibility you can start playing around with margins right so you could be at a point like I said earlier say for example it's November you've just been through Black Friday Cyber Monday and you're way way down in terms of sales volume where you thought you were going to be but you've still got room with your margin and so you're fiddling with both margin and volume then you know if you've done the right planning and got your right price waterfalls in place, you might say, okay, if we want to hit our volume targets, we have that flexibility in the model that we've built where we can actually drop the price by another 10% and we're still going to hit our margin thresholds. So I think planning and visibility is the key thing heading into peak season for organizations. Great. Oh, listen, that was a great answer to the, to the kind of the last question I had. So that's that's brilliant. Really appreciate you sharing all that information on pricing and pricing platforms, Kath. That is much appreciated. Listen, if somebody wanted to reach out to you directly or your organization, what is the best way to reach out to you? Yeah, there's a couple of ways. I'm happy for anyone to reach out to me directly on LinkedIn. And then on our website, we have a very well-designed web experience where you can either request a demo or let's talk and fill out a quick form and we will be in contact. And then just in general, if you're just really interested in staying up to date on all the things that are happening in the wonderful world of pricing, we do a bi-weekly vlog where we do a news roundup of all the things happening in the world of pricing. We cover topics such as the impact of Beyonce on the Swedish GDP at a particular time of the year and inflation, right the way through to the impact of the Barbie movie, to greedflation of supermarkets. And so that vlog is called Power to the Pricing People, and we publish it on LinkedIn every two weeks. No, that's fantastic. Actually, it's funny you mentioned the Barbie blog because I was looking at that this morning. It's very entertaining (laughs) and very informative. Thank you very much for being on the podcast, Kath. It's been great to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm always happy to talk about pricing and marketing and AI, which is my other latest topic of obsession. So, yeah. So thank you so much for having me. No, great. I'm going to have you back on to talk about AI. Now you've mentioned that. (laughs) Yeah, let's do that. Listen, thanks very much for being on the pod today, Kath. Great to have you on. Thanks so much.
So, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, do share. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. If you want to access other podcasts and related articles, you can visit us at omjmedia.com. That's omjmedia.com. Until next time, bye-bye.